Hi. Hello. Hello. How you doing? So good. So good, Meredith's back. So that felt so much. These words. It felt so much better. It was like back to normal. <laughs> normal. Oh, what is normal? I was a little down, but now that we're getting into it, I'm like kind of excited. I got to now. say my line again. Anyway, welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals and best friends, and we're here to talk about <laughs> what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not fucking glitter and rainbows. It's not. Not. You know what it is. It's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes. I'm a midwife at a busy birth center, small home birth practice, and I have a cold that is co- non-COVID related. <laughs> I'm Meredith Rout. In theory, I'm a midwife. <laughs> we'll see if that actually manifests anything. And in reality, you're a hospice care nurse. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Jess McKee. I'm a doula and a birth assistant. And it's like in the song, it's like, this is the song that doesn't And you're a life partner. You're my life partner. You're a mother. You're a lover. You're a sister. Yeah. Not a brother. You combined two songs just then. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Okay, so I have a challenge for you guys. What's the challenge? The challenge is, can we get through this entire episode on how COVID is affecting our lives without offending a single listener no. i'm gonna go with no has our goal to ever <laughs> not offend people because i think i think it's unrealistic to have this episode be about not offending people when none of our other episodes are about not offending but will people. we get will, will we offend enough to get an email that's happened I mean, so i feel we like always if we don't get an hate email is good mail because it's Cause attention at least they're listening <laughs> maybe that can be our goals to get some do i sound mail? like mariah carey with my sick voice or is it just sounding like that to me but you in reality sound exactly the same i just sound like a troll <laughs> version of myself you, you sound you sound completely normal to me really yeah Yeah. i I don't sound anything like myself when i first walked in you definitely like played it up and you were a little bit more nasally but now that you're that's because i I took a giant thing of alka-seltzer to clean my nose i think it's the mimosas clearing up i'm drinking mimosas because meredith's back and i am off call this one day until tomorrow morning and i'm celebrating (sighs) meredith you almost had a call for the next three days. I did, but but it's so important but to me. There's nothing to do during the weekdays that during my, COVID. Yes, and I need my life partner to be <laughs> free mentally stable and go somewhere. <laughs> I don't even think this episode is about how COVID is affecting us, and I think this is just how life is affecting us right now. But it all started with COVID. COVID's it not helping. COVID. COVID's definitely not helping. But before we like really uh, dive in, like, like a mop. Oh my god, I miss saying that. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk a little bit about like our stats for our podcast. Yeah, that's why we're also. Oh, drinking I forgot mimosas. to write it down. Do you? I have it. In a text message. Yeah, hand me my phone. Hand me my phone right here. So we've been like paying attention to our stats, and our podcast is For like once. <laughs> growing and like leap and bound, leaps and bounds. In yeah. the weeks that Kim and Jess recorded by themselves, we've become exceedingly popular. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> no, that's not the case. But the point is, we start. No, we didn't even record last week. We started this as a way to process, thinking no one would give a shit. Like and we yeah. were no told one, by multiple people that nobody will. Give no a one's shit. gonna listen. And then we looked the other day and we're like what is this happening so we wanted to like update you guys that because we're also we're in shock so be shocked with us be shocked with us so this is just in the last seven days we're not going to do numbers but in the last seven days we've had a lot of listens even though we didn't release a new episode hundreds which is amazing must have been those really magical videos we put on instagram (laughs) that's what it was (laughs) must have been um but i just wanted to to 
share a little couple little shout outs. So I've noticed in like the past month, it's weird but true, but um, apparently we have a very large listening crowd in the town of Council Bluffs, Iowa. Hey. We I Iowa. Do any, we none of us know anybody in Iowa. I so even like we don't. have a friend in Iowa, right? And nope. not even just like a little bit like it's our top listening town. And That's so funny. Not it's even, not even Winchester. What the hell? Not even, Thanks, Winchester, for the support. Not even by just a little bit. It's like ten times more people than any other place in the. So let's solve a mystery then. Hey, Council Bluffs, Iowa. One of you reach send out. Send us a message and Please. let us know why 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 we rock your world so much because you're rocking ours. Yeah. Who are all these p- people in Council Bluffs? Iowa that are listening to us. I also wanted to say that in the last week alone, um, we have had listeners in, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven countries. Whoop, whoop. That's um, amazing. Not a while either. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. And That's I wanted so to cool. say, even in the last month, it's like super cool. We've had listeners in even so many more countries. But Wasn't it, it like 15 or 20 other countries? Yeah. Or but One of them we had never even heard of. But just in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. That's nuts. But we even have had some listeners in, um, we have a lot of listeners in the Netherlands, in the United Kingdom. Australia is huge and Canada. Canada's huge. But then also. Thanks, they are huge, actually. <laughs> yeah. But also countries like Slovenia. Ooh. India. Um, Didn't you say Israel? Afghanistan. <laughs> That's crazy. Morocco. Ghana, Egypt. Maybe they're accidentally finding Mozambique, us. <laughs> Qatar. You know what this sounds like? A Beach Boys song. Could you sing right? it? <laughs> so we have these people. As, yeah, so that's been fun. But we just want to give a shout out to all of our listeners. And like, please, if you are from that little town of... Council and, and, What is it? Council Bluff? Yeah, in Iowa. Please Iowa? reach out to please, us. Please. Somebody send an email. Get who, a group picture yeah, or something. Say, that'd be so much fun. Who go out to a people? bar together with masks and go take a picture. Who are all these people listening Because then we there? could come there and like do oh gosh, like yes. a bar we hop hangout. We could do hangout. a live show. Let's in, do in it. In Council Bluffs, Iowa. There's enough people Can there. please do our first? I guess it's not our first. Our first touring live show in Council Bluffs, Iowa. I, yeah, I've never been to Iowa, so. But I would. I would definitely. I would definitely go there. That so, would be amazing. Also, we've been we've been catching up with Meredith for the past like hour and a half. I've been crying for the last hour and a half. <laughs> well, that's just natural. <laughs> but as soon as we hit record, this is the third fucking kid to walk out this door. Yeah, hey, you want to yell into the mic? <laughs> I just thought I'd give him a chance to yell into the mic, and why not? Yeah. So anyway, I don't know if anyone's noticed through 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 what we've been saying through our last three or four podcasts, but um, life has been super crazy weird. lately. This is crazy. So super weird. weird. I keep thinking that one day I'm gonna wake up and that all of this will have been like some weird, like I don't know. You're taking that weird supplement. What word did you use? Induced. That weird supplement she's taking. Per no. tandem induced dream. I assumed and you meant like tandem nursing. I was like, you sure? Is I just doing when that you said that. I was like, is this like the Ford Tundra comment? <laughs> yeah. What is that word? I don't even know what Pro-tandem. that word is. It's a supplement. I'm going to give oh, a little oh, spiel oh. about what it is. Maybe they one day. For us. Maybe someday one, somebody will like want to sponsor us. But Protandum is a supplement that is supposed to make your body make its own natural antioxidants that you stop making after like the age and of like 25. you're like, good, by the way. So I think it's working. I have I to say, though, I haven't seen you in a while. And I'm like, you've got so many new bruises and scars. Like, what is that? I don't know. <laughs> She's just Except living. I'm sure it's healing faster because of Protandum, but like you just you have you always. She's so sen- She's up. a sensitive flower. She's I a delicate know. flower. Maybe I'm not delicate. I just you know I I just get around. So anyway, um, 
Yeah. So pro tandem, rocking Jess's yes. life. So making her I crazy think it really dreams, is helping. It's giving me really, really crazy dreams. Pro tandem. Is. Actually, I have to say that you're not you're not doing a good job of promoing it because you literally just said that you're having a nightmare that you think pro tandem is causing, which is our no, lives. I said that pro tandem causes me to have crazy dreams, and so I think that that just means I'm getting better sleep. And the dreams are just my subconscious psyche working through whatever the heck's happening with my life, which if you listen to our podcast, is a it's lot. It's very interesting. We haven't even dove into what's really happening in your freaking life right now, Jess, which we won't, but I'm just saying. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. <laughs> that pool is entirely too deep for the amount of swimmies that, <laughs> that I wear. still closed during COVID. <laughs> um, so anyway, COVID. Let's talk about COVID. Can so, we? starting back in March... COVID just hit our world like I uh, mean I guess it happened before March but I didn't really notice it till March yeah in fact I noticed it on March 13th it was was it the day it that was Friday the 13th yeah. and that's the day when I was like Isn't that accurate this is weird and since then it hasn't gotten any less weird <laughs> Every Chuck and I went bar hopping on um, St. Patrick's did Day. did that. And yep. that was weird. And then, f- yeah, we were the only ones that went. And then the following week, it was like We tried to take our, our like, business pictures, mm-hmm. photos. And that oh. was weird because it was the day that the governor put out his order. For yeah. And people called us out down. for not social distancing in our photos. In our defense, we literally, I was driving home from those photos when the announcement was made. So... Yeah. yeah we're people got we were totally legit. But... Coronavirus has had a lot to do with like your stuff, Meredith, of why you've been gone so much. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate on that a little <laughs> bit? I was just thinking about that when I was what walking out you here. Like, I was like, actually, coronavirus seems like the least of my worries in life. But it started health. it. So what? What <laughs> do you want our podcast li- listeners to know about? Well, I was like listening to the podcast, and y'all kept referencing stuff, and I was like, wow, people are probably like, what the fuck is going on? What's happening? Well, tell you, you keep can- dropping my grandma's name. You keep dropping hospice. <laughs> so, I mean. What? People are probably putting the picture together. Did we do that? <laughs> yeah, you did do that. You definitely talked about her freaking nighty also. Thanks. Oh, not thanks. I was against that. You're I welcome. said to cut it out. Um, I, I made an executive decision as the say, person my grandmama, who does. My grandmama is all about fashion and looking good, and she is, she's got lots of nice things in her closets. But I made an executive decision as the person who does all the editing to not edit that out. That's fine. So. <laughs> So, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It's like a thing. But so the reason I guess we're talking about COVID. So, like, when did this all start? I don't even remember anymore. Your like grandma a month and a half was ago? not doing well and you went to take her to get care. Yeah. So it was and like early COVID, July. It was the beginning of July. Yeah. She was not doing well and was in the hospital. And so I went down to be with her because I could tell she was like super confused. And I was there for a week and over the course of the week, we were just trying to basically keep her stable until we could get her into a bigger facility because she like the little tiny hospital in Southwest Virginia in the town she lives in couldn't do anything. It was for not going to cut it. And so we spent the whole week just trying to get her into somewhere else. And it wasn't a thing like it there literally they were like, there's nowhere we can go because they checked hospitals all the way up to Vermont. And essentially they're keeping their beds open in case. No, of- there's no beds. COVID. Well, some places did have beds, but they had to keep some of them open. Not no, for they you, had... but across the but country. But then there was the hospitals. Our story was that there, people were stuck in the ER waiting to get beds for three or four days because Not there because was no beds COVID, available. But because, because people were coming out of the woodwork. Because they had been putting off going to the hospital for necessary things because of COVID, and then all of a sudden, everybody right. was going to the hospital. Because things had kind of calmed down in July a little bit, I guess, to the point where people felt comfortable leaving the house. 
And so anyways, there was literally no beds all over the East Coast. Um, so yeah. And so by the end of that week, our choice was either stay, try to keep her stable and alive for two months, which was like not an option at that point because she needed so much care or um, going into hospice care. And so grandmama is an amazing, beautiful angel of a human and like is always positive and sees out the joy in life and was recognizing that like she's gonna have a lot more joy at home in hospice care with family than she would be stuck in a hospital and on and off for two or three months. Um, so we went into hospice care. Stop. Sorry, we just came back from a little break. I'm not trying to take away from the fact that uh, Meredith's grandmama is on hospice or anything, but I just wanted to like insert I said insert. insert insert in here real quickly that this is another way that COVID has affected us because because um, I've been waiting my whole life to have a couple days off a week and we thought yes. recording was going to be like easy and we all your kids were going to school finally no. all no. of them instead we have six kids at my house every single time we have to get together and it makes this that impossible nice of, that was nice of you to leave Chris out and of there's it. no He's and there's working. no end in sight to that because <laughs> literally no end full virtual now and for all of you homeschooling parents i get it this is your life and it's our life too that's not and my life we I don't have a homeschooling mm-hmm. parents. i just we, choose to have it is you children. are a homeschooling pa- and we don't have family here that babysits like we don't have i don't have family here at all so it's chuck and i and the kids all day every day so i thought and all they would, do is fight and scream god and it's so awful and they have a creek they and have i a love yard. them i love they them so much so many things and woods but they are over it but Never it's enough. like we literally they're push over the record it. button and it's like they all come out of the woodwork it's like it, i don't know they want it's to go back there. to school all but one of them is begging me to please let them go back and i said no but now you can't let them go back even if they want to go back so it's like it's just they are they've had it with each other yeah. and they can't go anywhere because of covid we can't have play dates yep. so it's like nah, sorry you're stuck with each other all day every day 24 this is days your COVID, buddy enjoy it that's yeah. all I get. enjoy it have fun so that's another piece of the p- picture like not only are we going through all the stuff with meredith's grandma and her being gone when we try to record there's kids everywhere they come and they run around you can hear them in the background let's just stomping look at, take and screaming. a moment just look at chuck let's just take a moment maybe he'll flex he's Caroline, slow walking you flex yes now, 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 do it again now so there it is meredith Mm. continue 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 talking about your grandma you're with your grandma so because we were discharged to hospice so you couldn't get into a hospital to get her the care she needed so you decided to discharge to hospice yeah you want to know the best part yes yes this isn't the best part i'm being sarcastic Uh, we figured that (laughs) um they gave us a week prognosis, so yeah. it was like so a they crazy said she had week. one week to live in hospice. And granted, like I know that prognoses are like getting educated guesses, and you can't put a ton of weight into them. But like she was not in good shape. Like I could see why they had said that. And um, we were ready. She was gonna die. We were and ready. You she were was at ready. peace. Like we had so much good time together. We got m- like so many things happened. What you did? What? You guys literally talked about it. No, we did not. Uh, no, we didn't. No. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. So when we got discharged, our choices were hospice or keeping her alive for two months until we could get out of ho- out of hospital care. Guess guess what we're coming up on? Two months. Two months. And she is doing great. Doing great. So no regrets. We've still decided this is the best decision for her because all we've got really is experimental cancer treatment. So like that's not a good option either. But, but the no. irony of but us coming meantime, up on two months is like brutal. But in the meantime, you are splitting your time between Southern Virginia and here. 
and juggling. And your grandma is Him also and being little angels and putting up so much shit from me right now. Not from you. No. From life. But it's, you know, even w- when it comes to, like, birth and COVID, it's been weird. Because, like, some people, I don't know, like, if you are on the internet at all, some people are super anti-mask. We're not going to wear masks. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. Some people are super maskers. Like, they won't go anywhere without masks. And they think that anyone who's not wearing a mask is is going to destroy the entire entire population single-handedly. And we'll call them out on it. Hardcore. And they're, like, they're beating each other down for the actually beating on each other chuck was trying to show me a video of this young chick beating down an old lady i'm like i don't want to watch that like yeah. because she didn't have a mask on yeah. she probably had an oxygen tank and well, could this is breathe, just like the manifestation of all of your fears jess of like co like already our society struggles with empathy and like connection and then now we've introduced this thing that makes people a liability and yes. like is more divisive. Yeah. And so welcome to COVID. But then world. you you come in like from from our I say come in. <laughs> um, <laughs> then enter us stage left. And so we as birth providers are always trying to take our particular clients' wishes into account. Not just right. wishes, like informed decisions. Exactly. Like we do informed consent. And We're so like, hey, we, here's all this information. You make your choice. We have some clients who don't want us to wear masks. They don't want us around wearing masks. They would rather us not wear masks. It makes them feel uncomfortable if we wear masks. Say birth is like the only thing that feels sacred in this world anymore yes. right now. And then there's other clients who who really want us to wear masks. And then it gets really interesting, complicated when you're combining those two. So it's like I know when it comes to like birth classes, they've started like in-person birth classes. And there's some people that'll call and be like, well, if I have to wear a mask, I'm not coming to the birth class. And then there's other people that call and be like, well, if there's people that aren't wearing masks, then I'm not coming to the birth class. And so everybody is just, it's crazy. And suddenly we're... We're a middleman. Yes. We've become the middleman and the whole big. We are middlewomen of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the we're great masker, mask. We're the mask we're masker debaters. The masker debaters. Mask debaters. So, yeah. So, Meredith is driving three hours back and forth. Why and back are we backtracking to that? Because we, we didn't on. finish it. I have to say, though, we. Are we going to talk about how we needed to, like, figure some shit out? Like, we realized that we had our own situation. Yeah. That we needed to, like, decide, like, as a business, since we all are technically part of Linden Tree, like, what are we going to do f- if, like, any of us are exposed? And so it was oh, nuts yeah. because, like, technically as a business owner, probably should have had an idea of what we were going to do in that situation since it is so common. But, like, we but, had obviously just, like, hoped everything would be we've fine. Also <laughs> been, we've also been in a very abnormal situation through all of this anyway when we're all trying to juggle all these balls in the air so and, like, keep, keep them all afloat. I know. Just, it's a fun metaphor. <laughs> and so then it's like you just throw COVID on top of that. Yeah. And so then I technically got exposed to COVID. And that technically... That's a misuse of the term. That means that she just doesn't want to own the fact that she was exposed. Theoretically, I, was, I suppose I did I karaoke was with someone. To someone I was who exposed had it. to someone who got diagnosed <laughs> with COVID. And then a few days later, there you we go. have a birth coming up. So yes. we're like, what the fuck do and we so do? And then I had to be like, I know you're taking care of your grandma in Southern Virginia, and you are on call for like crazy a life whole bunch of people and at premiere. And so then it had to be this whole conversation of like, what do we do? Yeah. About this crazy because so I'm not sick. It involved a lot of like internet yeah. searches and I, calling people who have experience working in industries where like you're an essential worker. 
Yeah, and because for the I record, wasn't sick. It we was did just like reach out to the mom and let her know. And Jess <laughs> did self quarantine mm-hmm. yeah. for two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. So we did we did what is recommended by the CDC. Thankfully, everybody's staying pregnant till forty two weeks. Wink, wink. And that so that happens uh, to the be the new <laughs> COVID the new norm. norm. And so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, my quarantine. Nobody wants to birth babies out into this crazy world right now, so people are just holding them in. My quarantine just came and went like nothing even happened, except that I didn't get to do anything. And I didn't get to see Jess or Kim for so long, and it was so sad, which ended up being fine because I wasn't getting to see them anyways because of grandmama. But oh, so it's just been like this. It's just been like one thing after another. Over and over and over again. Like, just like it is for everyone listening, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But but then let's talk a little bit about so for like the birth center and other places have so different So the birth center is a li- um there's no there's no discussion around masks anymore. But um, not even there just, was just with, a decision made and not that was even like just the with, decision. Not even just with masks. Like masks are only one part of the puzzle. Then right. You like, guys are doing telehealth well, visits. Well, we're doing mostly, telehealth right? visits and only 30 minute visits if if they they are coming in person and Yep. Which wasn't it yeah. fifteen minutes? Too? No. Well, it was supposed to be fifteen minutes, but, but that's, that's impossible. Impossible. Um, so we do essentially we do thirty minute visits for anyone that comes in person, but then we have to sterilize everything in between people. I am always behind now, and I'm just like I'm so sorry. But and then of course, like with all the COVID going on, there is a new level of stress that I've never seen yes. in moms that don't mm-hmm. typically have stress. Mm-hmm. So where I could typically knock out a thirty-minute visit, they're having to process all this. Right. Going on, it, yeah. So I end up being like, okay, it's going to be forty-five minutes because they are really having these struggles, and I don't want to just rush them out the door. So I am perpetually behind every single business day, and we've gotten really busy back to normal i guess you would say and so it's like all day it's like 30 or even minutes, 30 more minutes. so because people are seeking out care late because right of COVID. because of covid so we have some not but so I guess much at this point it's not late anymore yeah and it's not so bad with um winchester chantilly i think is still off the chain but for us like there's no discussion around masks anymore the decision was made by the owner you will wear a mask or you will be risked out period there's no like oh i don't really want nope stop let me talking. clarify at visits not at their births at visits, they need to have masks on and they actually sit in their car and they call or text when they arrive. The waiting room is the car. And then they come in um, when the other person leaves. And then we all have masks on when we're in the classroom. We can remove our masks when we're six feet apart. It's kind of like actually have normal conversation where I can look at people's face and know who they are. And then we put the mask back on when I do all of their vitals and, you know, all the pregnancy stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just all fucked up. Nobody likes it. It's Um, just a whole new level of weirdness when you're trying to make a human connection in such a special part of your life. Yeah, Yeah. it's really hard. I've like been, it's been really interesting. So our client that you guys went to the birth of that I missed when I was in Pulaski, I've been doing like her postpartum visits. And at first, because she's insisted on us wearing masks through the whole thing, which is like, we support that completely. Like that, that's what we're saying is like, we support our client's decisions. If that gives you less anxiety, then we're totally all for it. Yeah. But uh, it's been funny because like I got to, I haven't known her son without not the baby that was born but her older son since like since covid so like i've only ever worn a mask to their house so but oh. I, ma- I make sure that like and so when i first started coming he was really waked out because they're not letting anybody else really into their home except for like whoever's providing their midwifery care at the time so like yeah at first he was super waked out and now like i can tickle him and like play with them and like jump around and like he doesn't even blink at night when i'm wearing a mask but it was just like wild to see someone, for someone that mask. young because he's only two like 
process like oh this is really this weird is what and then kids normalize are it now. and now it's like getting normal and that's so it weird is normal even brock would be like give me my mask when we go into the even the dollar general i want my mask so yeah <sighs> yeah this is our lives these are our lives and i wear glasses and i know that is oh my gosh so not the most important thing in regards <laughs> to covid for god's sakes though. i get it but it's such a bitch to try <laughs> to like lean. Like I'll be leaning over the birth tub, which is a hundred degrees and there's steam coming up and I'm sweating profusely and then I'm breathing and my, I can't see anything. So it's a good thing. I birth babies with my hands and not my eyeballs because if it were for that reason, yeah. I just couldn't. Well, I just had a client the it. other day who called about like, tran- not even transferring, but they were considering a home birth session now because of COVID because they're calling some of the hospitals and they're saying they have to wear a mask while pushing. And some facilities are saying that when it's not evidence-based, and I just think that's crazy. Well, we've been sending people to our doctor from Premier. We've been encouraging them to, if it's an, I've only transferred one mom this year, and it's August, so can I just take a minute to celebrate that? Good job, you. moms. Well, not me, them. I don't take credit. But super excited. I was talking to the moms when I said you. Oh, yeah, it's not I about thought you were talking you, to me. That, well, okay. No, <laughs> I was talking to you too. Actually, I was just making myself look better by saying. She was. I, I was making eye you contact made me feel like with an you. Asshole. I was actually talking to Good other job, people. Good job, you, mom. She's an asshole. Yeah. Oh, you did say asshole. You do say asshole, but you so, said it's about an actual but asshole. But we we've yeah. had some moms transfer. Um, before 36 weeks for like premature rupture or what have you and we're sending moms to dr gonzalez who's our backup physician in northern virginia because winchester now it's like i don't know what's happening over there but they're like you get a c-section because you're too tiny and you're not allowed to do this because i said so and i'm just like what is happening COVID is no doulas are allowed in winchester it's because people are freaking out so they're just like using covid as an excuse to do whatever they want because like that's basically what's happening is there's such little information out right now people are just like deciding on their own terms what they feel like is right and wrong and basically they can say anything if they're like well because of covid we're taking a precaution it's like a and just an umbrella and you have to respect them and like there's like this this like norm well, of respecting to. the most cautious person because they're being cautious and it's like well that's not true especially when it's hospital. like at the cost of someone else's rights they're going to be charging a covid fee like the restaurants do no that's happening so i was reading about oh my god it's actually no, not a covid, <laughs> a COVID fee, fee for restaurants not a covid fee but like i was i was reading about how in some places now they're having like accepted covid approved doulas which it has nothing to do with actual covid it's just they're making the doulas go through an acceptance process to be allowed in the hospital and like showing all this stuff including like their social security number their tax id number they have to pay like 350 dollars to go through this process no it has nothing to do with health that's ridiculous they're just using covid as an umbrella to put these doulas in the system which people are it's like causing a problem because all the doulas that can afford to go through that process yeah. number one they're charging a lot of money mm-hmm. and so and then there was also like this really big um debate that there was like no doulas of color there's like one doula of color that had gone through that process um and so it was limiting access yes, yeah. um for for people of color to dude have. where is that happening i've not even heard about i that. can't remember exactly it was like a whole thing i was and so it was just like but but it's like so not evidence-based and it actually has nothing to do with protecting health yeah and and i found that that's what we found when we were doing our research when i got exposed it was that like well if you're a healthcare worker 
I wish I was surprised by that. The honestly. rules are completely different completely if you've been exposed. It's like, essential. well, if you're considered essential and you're having trouble with staffing, at, then um, which then you we don't were because there's three of us. Yeah, then you don't have to quarantine <laughs> for two weeks. Yeah, but you those just, are, and you have to wear a mask. That was like the only thing is you have to wear a mask if you start having symptoms and you have to like reconsider. Yeah, I was really surprised by that. And that Do was like any, multi, we checked like three or four different states' policies, mm-hmm. and that was true for three or four like. I wasn't even that day. Like, so that was like one of the first things that popped though? up when we but, Googled. But it's so interesting is that they're keeping out the people that people want to have at their births. Like if you're if you're their mom, nope, too too dangerous because of COVID. If you're this, too dangerous to COVID. You can't have your doula, too dangerous because of COVID. But if our healthcare workers who are your nurse have been exposed, um, that's matter. okay because we need a staffing them. problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are we really surprised? No. Are but we really surprised? No, Are we surprised not. that this is happening also? The no. hospital's always done whatever they wanted oh, exactly. from the beginning. So and why would it be any it different? So let's go to our break. And when we come back, we'll talk more about that. Cue the music. Oh, yeah. Today's episode isn't sponsored by anybody, but we're going to use this opportunity to give a big thank you to all of our listeners out there. And to take over my usual advertisement voice, Meredith has a special announcement to make. I just realized I'm going to have to talk in your ad voice, which I don't know how to do. You so got this, this girl. Gonna be you awful. got this. I just wanted to say thank you so much. This is awful. Just use your regular voice. Thank you to everyone who responded to Kim and Jess's really sweet post about shout out to Meredith for the things that you like about me. We love so much Um, about you, Meredith. And I want to say I'm horrible at social media, so I haven't said anything online yet. But I just want to say through our episode that that meant the world to me. And honestly, I didn't read them for a while because I felt so distant from my community. I thought it would be really painful. But I've slowly over the last week started to like read them slowly when I was having rough days. Oh, yeah. A lot. I cried a lot. And I just feel so lucky to have you all and thank you so much for your support and I wouldn't be who I was without you. So Aww. thank you. We wouldn't be who we are without you either. That for better was for worse. Awesome. And so back to my ad voice. Thank you so much and for what also, you said about me. We also <laughs> wanted to shout out again one more time to Council Bluffs, Iowa for having our biggest listenership in this past month. Please let us know who you are and thanks for being awesome. All right. We love all you guys. Love you so much. Back to the episode. So we talked a little bit about how it's cha- how COVID is changing things when it comes to the hospital. The hospital is going back. It's taking away like the rights of laboring moms. Not based on information. Yeah. So it's like, how is this affecting the birth community? How is this affecting the birth community? From what just three people have seen, like what is it doing to our moms? So we can talk about mm-hmm. that a little bit. Yeah. Well, like you kind of spoke to this earlier, but I think we should expand on it. How the stress level in people's lives is so much higher. And there was a really, like when this all started, there was a good chunk of time where I felt like premature births, like amped up for both you and in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like that was some of the earliest research coming out from evidence-based birth was how the risk of premature birth has increased with COVID. And there was no clarification with the science that was coming out of whether or not it was due to like physiological changes in COVID or stress. And I feel pretty sure saying that like most women are like really isolated right now and that's hugely stressful and would lead to more complications so i've seen from my own practice that 
it's led to stress because not only are people, there's just a higher level of anxiety in the population in general because people are like, am I going to get sick? Am I going to get, am I going to die? Like, are my kids going to die? You, you can't trust the hospital I, even if you do get sick. Like, yeah. so many layers of stress. And so many so, false positives. And so we're seeing, yeah, we're seeing a lot of our clients. So a big problem we've had is that um, because we're not allowed in the hospitals, like, they're only letting one person in the hospital with laboring moms and sometimes they're not even letting that person because wasn't it for a little while they weren't letting the dads in unless they were from frederick county yeah they had to yeah be they had like weird rules area. about which area you were from so in short we're we are we are horribly lacking community right now and community mm-hmm. is what is necessary for a successful pregnancy and postpartum for most people yeah for most people it that's i what mean we, we always say it takes a village and i know that i had a client who um, hired me before all the COVID stuff happened. And um, their community took COVID and the masks and everything super seriously. And so we were having an appointment outside in masks about just that, like coming to terms with, okay, I can't have my doula at the hospital that I've been planning on having my whole pregnancy. Number two, um, what about postpartum? Because these people like were really anxious about COVID or not anxious, but, you know, taking it very seriously. And so it was like we are trying to choose between we're going to be doing our whole postpartum by ourselves with no support. And then imagine doing that with other children. Yeah. And 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 weighing that against their fear of COVID. And so it was like they basically people who would have had their mom, their dad, their aunt, their friends coming, helping with the baby, helping clean around the house. Helping with other it's children. Just, it's because they weren't letting other people in their house because of COVID. It's like we just know we're going to have to do our postpartum yeah. on our own now. And I want to say, too, what I've noticed is like in the first, like kind of to reverse that, like in the first week or two, I find that a lot of people actually appreciate covid in the sense that, like, they... Oh, my gosh, that puppy is so cute, y'all. I can't. Oh, I'm getting so distracted. Cute. No, um, they have. So, sorry. They, like, have verbalized that it's nice to not... To be able to have an excuse to say no to people. Yes. Postpart- immediately postpartum. Because, like, sometimes you do have those family members who come over and insist on holding the baby. Or who aren't super helpful. Or even for or people even just, in the birth room. Like, right. no, they could blame it on COVID. Like, I'm sorry, mother-in-law. You can't come into the birth room because of COVID. Not because I don't want you right. there. So, it gave an excuse to some people that made it ha- them happy it just allowed them to focus on their baby and on sleeping in a way that maybe would not have been as easy for them otherwise but this first week or two are very different from like the next six weeks to six months after having a baby then you start seeing like the stress of like lack of community and i was like kind of chuckling when she was talking because i was just thinking about how fucking naive it felt to do that village episode yeah and we're just like it takes a village it's so important now we're like well that was that was so long well, ago. There's it still feels Skype like it was forever ago. And Facebook yeah. and all of social media, yeah. Instagram, podcast. It's just not the calls. same, though. It's not the same. It's not the no, same. No, but it's but better than nothing. But you're right. It's not the same. And and it's like I can try to support people virtually when I can't go into the hospital, but it's just not but the it's same. It's not the same. And it's not, like, mm-mm. and there's no like framework for that either. Like there's no, I find that like people that I expect to call me a lot or text me a lot in labor if I'm supporting virtually never do because like it doesn't feel it doesn't work organically and and that's been a big problem even in our out of hospital births because we have always typically said to ease people's minds like should you need to transfer we will go with we're you we're with you we You'll will be taken help. care of and now we can't do that and so 
the clients who have needed to transfer to the hospital, we just basically have to drop them off at the door yeah. and and leave. And that there was one client you even said because you transferred one client in labor this year um, from Premier. We transferred another one before labor from Linden Tree. Um, but didn't you have one in Premier which you, who you transferred postpartum? So the, the baby had already come out and they wouldn't allow the baby in because they only would have one person? Yeah, the baby counts as a person. <gasps> yeah. So Shut now up. you have to find someone to watch your baby. <coughs> or I'm sorry, that is so well, absurd. That's just what they're doing. So for me, like one of the things that allows me to feel good about our care is that I do transfer with the mom and I've always done that. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. since for I've us, been we need that. I'm sorry. I know it's like exhausting, but I'd much rather like transfer yeah. with a mom and be up longer than not, n- yep. not be there with them. That's and then so all stressful. through, like when I was a student, the midwives always transferred. Like I've never seen a mom go to the hospital by herself. Mm-mm. And the one time that we had been up for like 64 hours, we transferred a mom postpartum. Remember mm-hmm. Katie, Katie went, went with her because that was we had so to sleep. Hard, yeah. So a mom has never gone alone. So when I sent that mom off to the hospital, hospital i felt like a complete failure i felt like i was just dropping which is so dumb off. because like katie is freaking awesome and like is no, an amazing talking no, about i'm talking oh, about oh, this oh, week sorry, this last week. or last yeah, week whenever it was horrible feeling but this mom walked in and had a c-section within the hour that which never not happened when we that go is there. literally never happened but she thank god was so happy about it and i just saw her at her postpartum and she was so cheerful she's like i was like cut that thing out i don't care and i'm like okay but now you're recovering from surgery but she's she is super happy and that is all that matters but i wasn't there to like right. ask questions or facilitate communication or, yeah, yeah it was like no this or is what's happening <laughs> what yeah. they're actually saying and so real to, words. to go back to what it's like there's not as much because so many people are making so many new rules i almost feel like the hospitals have gone like back 50 years mm-hmm. because there's no accountability anymore and anything you do falls under this, like... Or you're being cautious, so it's justified. Yeah. Because of COVID, Bullshit. we have to do this. Because of COVID, Yeah, like, to do because that. of COVID, they're trying to get people to have epidurals because it'll make... Or you have to have a shorter pushing stage, and then you're going to get offered a C-section because pushing means you're exhaling more particles of COVID in the air, even if you test a negative. Oh, my God, I can't. Yeah, and, and that's not even getting started on the people who are, like... Some, so we I haven't heard this with our hospitals around here, but other hospitals where it's like they're trying to force babies to be separated from their moms mm-hmm. for two weeks if the mom tests positive. Yeah, um, Evidence Based Birth even put out like a document that you like an informed consent that you take with you to the hospital saying like, do not separate me from my baby. There's no evidence supporting this. And I think there's just that's a recommendation, but you don't have to do it. But they just don't tell you that. There's but like, some, but it's just like anything else where you get pressured to do it. But some hospitals yeah. are, are just doing they it are, because well, of course who's, they are. who's stopping them? Like. And aside from birth, like birth is just, you know, that's, it's the end to the journey. But for postpartum, like for me, I'm a huge um, face-to-face person. So it's, I don't even recognize moms now. Like if they do come in and they like remove their mask for whatever amount of time, like I don't recognize them anymore. So that's how, that's part of how I build a relationship is knowing like, their facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Did I go too far with that one? Did I? Are we good? Are we right. still usually, What is it like? <laughs> usually, it did. Eighty percent of communication is body language, right? right? So I can't. I don't know how it's going because all I can read is their eyes, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. and all they see is my eyes. So I feel like the relationship building right now is not the same at all. Yeah, for me anyway. Talk about your uh, your deaf client that you're sharing. So with we us. had we have um, a lovely deaf client turned friend and she's moving out of the state so she had asked us to get together oh, she's leaving 
I still haven't yeah. gotten to meet her yet. I know. So she invited um, a couple of people out to have, you know, like a cider and say goodbye and whatever. But she was telling us how hard her life has been because they're attacked everywhere they go for not wearing a face mask. But she was trying to explain, like, I read lips. Most of the people out there do not communicate via ASL, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, sign language. So she is like, I don't know what anyone's thinking or saying or doing. I can't see their mouth. I can't see their face. This is really hard for us. And then the woman tried to say to to kick them out and refuse service saying you're not wearing a mask you need to leave right now but she's a badass so she took it upon herself i think we told this story last week i don't think we did did we not she like took it upon herself to bring her phone in and tell her that it's actually you can be fined up to forty thousand dollars for refusing service or refusing whatever um because because someone's not wearing a mask because you don't have a right Mm -hmm. to ask why they're not wearing a mask and it's actually not a law everyone thinks it's a law it's not a law so she was just i i never even thought how hard it would be for someone with a disability not that being deaf is a disability but i'm just using that as an example differently abled someone who's differently differently someone who can't here yeah yeah she is literally the biggest badass on the planet oh god she's so funny she's amazing that says i read lips yeah (laughs) me too of the different variety (laughs) (laughs) and i read them in braille (laughs) (laughs) thank god because you wear glasses and a mask at the same time (laughs) yeah for sure but it's it's just making the birth world that we take and try to make like you know already (laughs) that's already challenging enough it's already challenging (laughs) and we're trying to make it special and sacred and amazing and we just you know, and I know there are people out there that are like, oh, suck it up. This is a small price to pay. And I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying it is a difficult, it adds difficulty to the world of birth, which is already hard. It's just sometimes. like COVID is sucking all the empathy and sacredness and connection out of the world right now. I agree. Because instead of people using it as a way to connect and help each other, a large portion of the population is using it as something divisive and ways to get mad at each other. And I don't know if that's because the powers that be want us to be that way right. at this point in time or what. I mean, it's also just um, social media. It's easier to say things to people online than you would say to their faces and have like an actual conversation. And like, I'm not trying to minimize it. There's been like some really beautiful connections evolving out of COVID. Like, it's not to say it's 100% one way or the other. No, there but, are like, beautiful, empathetic parts coming out of it. It's but like it's, a call it's to either, action to focus on that either, and not on the divisiveness. I I find it I find it goes either one of two ways. It's either bringing out the best parts of people or the worst parts of people. And some people are it's always going to bring out their worst parts and other people it's always going to bring out their best parts, but I feel like any challenge right. would do that depending on people's personalities. No, it's true. But there's still like um you're still accountable for your the way you handle things in life, so if you have the ability to shift your focus into the positivity, do that. Yes, definitely do that. And 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 if you don't figure out if you can do that by doing some self-care or whatever you need to do to get there. <laughs> and if you have Please. to transfer to a hospital from out of hospital, don't pick one that doesn't allow a support person. Yeah, do your research. Drive the extra few miles mm, and if you go can. somewhere yeah, else. And not that, there are some hospitals in uh, northern Virginia now who are allowing certified doulas into um there are some hospitals i believe that are letting in two people aren't there or is that not well they'll allow one person and a certified doula okay i thought there were some that were letting two that Um, wasn't a certified doula so yeah i've been i've been okay i've been telling people that should they need to transfer in labor because i haven't really been taking on hospital clients just because of it's been 
it's a, it's such a it's such a hard space of like am I gonna charge people to do something that I to be able to you not be able to do be able, what I yeah. yeah to not be able to do what, what I, I usually do, do and yeah. I already have guilt around taking money anyway so um, oh the reason I thought that that some places like two people in is because I actually had a hospital tell me that they were doing that you could have a support person and your partner okay yes. and then when I called to verify they're like oh I don't know who told you that that's wrong yeah so support- I actually feel like some hospitals don't even know through I think the support person are. is the certified doula. Well, there was no, they didn't clarify that. And then at the end of the day, it was wrong. It was only one person anyways. That's yeah. And so I've been talking with my clients, like, should you need to transfer and it's not emergent, you could choose to drive longer and go to one of the hospitals that is allowing certified doulas. Um, but then you'd have to assume you'd have to make sure you have a doula who's certified. Like that's just like a whole other layer of work that you would need to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's just it's it's just been very interesting that feels like the tip of the iceberg honestly which it's it's like that's been the story of our summer is like people are either having their babies at like 34 weeks or 42 weeks mm-hmm. um people no, don't want to birth babies no in this crazy medium. world right now it's it's also because the universe knows that i love and appreciate my summers and i love to flit everywhere like a butterfly on crack and it's really trying to keep me from doing that. So it's teaching that you not do crack. It's teaching you that you don't need to run away to be happy, Jess. I think it's also you can find <laughs> happiness right here with <laughs> me and Meredith. Well, I haven't. Not happy. I haven't been what very is, happy. What it's teaching her is she needs to take the summer. Well, off. now you know you do need to run away. She needs. She already knew that. What is this teaching her is that we need an actual call schedule, and then we might all need to take some time off every year, <laughs> probably in the summer, all of April. We all need that. I have, a, I have an excuse not to go do things, so I can't complain about that. Also, Meredith washed her hair and picked out all of her dreads, and it's so beautiful. Um, all right. So I think we are ready for a birth story of the week. And this is a birth that Kim attended during the crazy week. How many births did you have in one week, did you say? I had four in four days. Four and four days. That's but nice. I haven't had one in a week now, so it's been <laughs> lovely. <laughs> lovely, lovely. I think it's been a week, actually. And this is the one I want to tell because there are two, there are just two aspects to this story. Um, one is the part where her husband gets to catch his own Yay. daughter and, and not just catch his own daughter, but legit facilitate and be there for every moment. It was beautiful. Is this their first baby? No, okay. no. It's, um, well, it's... It's their third, but it's it's their first together. together. Okay. So then the other um, part of it was it was an intense hemorrhage. So there was like there was like a good part and a bad part, and the mom was a freaking badass, and the husband was a badass, is a badass. She so. sounds like a magical fairy. She is a magical fairy, and I'll tell you why. So the reason she's a magical human being is because she got to experience prodromal labor, and Ugh. she didn't kill herself or anyone else. And the trauma labor is horrible. It's legit the devil. So she had been contracting and I was just kind of looking at her chart. So she had 15 and a half hours of early labor, but really it was just prodromal labor. It was nothing regular, nothing, whatever. And that's like Um, such a hard space because you're like, is this real? Is it not? Is my body working? Is it not? It was so awful. And so many of my moms have been having it and it's not their first baby. It's like... 
baby number three always and they're having prodromal labor so this mom had 15 and a half hours her name is ashley by the way she said go That's ahead cool. and, uh, i'm not gonna give you any other details thank and you ashley i'm gonna leave out the number of the cc's of the hemorrhage and little things like that because i want everyone to sleep at night but <laughs> <laughs> if birth um, workers are listening to this we do not want to freak you out we don't want to freak you out so ashley had you know like it was we had switched um jen was on call and she had been spe- like texting with her like the day before and then I was like, hey, girl, I'm taking over. Like, just let me know what's going on. So, of course, I got the glory and the wonder of watching her husband deliver this baby after Jen did all of the prodromal yes. testing. <laughs> so how long was her labor after, like, the prodromal stuff stopped? And when So here's what in? happened. She was irregular and weird and not knowing if it was going to happen. And it went from that to her husband calling and going, girl, she is not. She is about to go <laughs> to the hospital. Done. She says she's done. She's not doing this anymore. And I was like, well, that sounds fantastic. Let's have a baby. And he goes, okay. And he hung up the phone. He had, like, this <laughs> deep like all right all right all right he was like all right and this whole thing he's so chill it didn't it did not matter what was happening it sounds like this situation needed some chill energy yes that's awesome so chill so i mean that's this is why he was able to like facilitate the entire birth and then support her while she was losing ample amounts of her fluids and just he was so chill the whole time so after (laughs) (laughs) after 15 and a half hours of crap she was only in labor for two hours and 14 minutes. Like oh, wow. Oh, active labor, two hours and 14 minutes. I bet that was intense. That sounds it awful. Was also so in its own way. intense. And she pushed for 19 minutes, which doesn't sound like a long time. But, but when things are going that quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't her first baby. So she was pushing more than what I thought was going to happen. So off the top of my head right away. Katie and I are looking at each other. I'm like, it's a third time mom. She's given it all she's got. She's squatting beside the bed. I don't see a head yet. What's going on? Is there a nuchal arm, a cord, something? You know, something is, is she, weird. Something is weird. Um, and the baby was in a really funky position for a while. But anyway, so she comes in. She's rocking it out. She's got that serious look on her face. Like, if you make a joke, I'll punch you in the throat. Yeah. So I tried not to do that. And we were very <laughs> chill. So she got in the tub for a little while, um, you know, part of that two hours and ended up getting out because she was feeling frustrated that it wasn't the end yet. Yeah. And as soon as she got out, she started squatting like beside the tub mm-hmm. and it was all over from there. So she's squatting, i um, sorry, beside the bed. And I say to her husband, like, hey, you know, most dads say they want to catch the baby, but usually it's just they help receive like, or do you want to come down on this end? Like the action end with me and he's like oh i'm down there let me in i'm down there <laughs> he's, a, so he's he, a southerner as we like oh, to call him he's down in the did i just click end. something you're good my, with my big fat toe you're hobbit right. toes <laughs> i do have big fat <laughs> hobbit toes um so he I, she is squatting beside the bed and i'm i'm sitting there i've got my gloves on and my hot compresses and i'm you know holding her bottom and it's a very slow descent so most dads are there to receive the baby but I was like, all right, well, since you want to be here. When you say that, you mean like your hands are sometimes still there and then you like step back last minute and the dads put their hands in. So no, most dads are do not have their hands on the baby as it's coming out. Yeah. The baby comes out. And they kind of pick the and baby up. And then they up. pick the baby up mm-hmm. like from the water or from my hands yeah. or like the, the baby will be halfway out and then the dad will grab on like yeah. wh- however it works. Um, and I've had a, a good handful of dads like do all of it. But this is the first time 
that I can remember that he, she was squatting, which means her pelvis was like wide open. And it's not often that even a student midwife will get to feel the power of that bolt, like the, mm-hmm. the power yes. of the bolt, like bulge. the first time that baby drops into the vagina and you can feel the perineum bulging. I like, felt that with you with Max. With me. And it's like, is it not like mind blowing yes. the first time you yeah. feel it? You're like, how is this going to yeah. happen? Yeah. So I was like, okay. And then he was like looking at Katie and back and forth. And I said, do you want a glove? And he was like, yes. But it was so funny because he only, and later he joked, I only thought to put one glove on. I didn't ask for another one. <laughs> so he had one glove on and we're like, we're like hunched down like shoulder to shoulder. And I managed to get his hand right across her bottom, like over her butt, over yeah. her vagina. And I'm like, just hold and let me know. And I'm just going to, I'm going to move back a little bit and you do it. And he was like, I got this. The look on his face when so she had awesome. that first contraction and his, the head, the, her, their daughter's head like bulged down into his hand. He goes, oh, <gasps> like he kept going, oh, Did they videotape it? No, oh, no. It, oh man. my God. I wish I would have like, I wish we would have done that. But he was just like, oh, you're oh like you just kept like vocalizing it it was so awesome and then like I could tell what was happening just by watching his eyes so I just I had my hand under his hand just just in case but not like you don't want to be overwhelmed like you want him to know you're still there I'm right here with you and I used a mirror so that I could see because I couldn't really see anything and I couldn't feel anything because I was letting him do that because that's obviously what they wanted. So I had a mirror that I was holding and he was holding the baby's head with his hand while watching it in the mirror. That's and awesome. just, I couldn't stop looking at his face. He was in such awe and like blown away by the, the whole thing. And this badass Ashley is just like, oh, you know, like she's pushing, yes. she's giving it all. And we're like, there's a party in the back. We're yeah. just back here. Like, boo, 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 boo. And also, she's just I like, like I'll be like, get your hand off my ass. Yeah, what like, are you a lot doing? Of women would not be able no. to let their man do that. She didn't give a shit. She <laughs> was like, she was doing it. It was happening. And then I go, I could see it was the, the most beautiful descent. And from what I can recall, she did have some like need some suturing in the past with her other kids. Mm-hmm. But this was such a slow, like I don't call birth beautiful, but she did a beautiful job this head just came out like one little millimeter at a time so she had such control so nicely yes and there was no tearing beautifully. beautifully and she was just like i don't know how she did it because i would have just blown that kid out like yeah. so intense done. done but i just remember going like oh ashley there's an eyebrow i see the eyebrows i see <laughs> an eyebrow a little bit of the eyebrows sneaky peek at the eyebrow <laughs> sneaky peek and then he goes oh there is an eyebrow the eyebrows i see the eyebrow like he's like <laughs> and it was god, so god, amazing accent that would have made that 10 times yeah. better oh my god it was so great and then she just slowly allowed the head to be born and then the head was out and then she just naturally like stopped and took a breath and he was like just his face. He's like, oh my God, her head is in my hand. Like he wasn't saying it, but his face. And I got teary and I don't, I don't get teary very often, but Usually he was. sleep deprivation, not emotion. And he just got, I know. And he was in there. Like he did not step away. He didn't get overwhelmed. He was just in there. And then her body came and like I had a hand on her body. He had a hand on her body, but my hand was gone in a second. I just wanted to make sure in that moment, you know, she didn't slip out, but he didn't drop her. And 
he was holding her. She flipped so that one head, one hand was holding her head, and the other hand had her by the butt. And she made this face. The baby was like, "Ooh!" Like <laughs> she made this giant. Her eyebrows shot up while she made eye contact with her dad. That's awesome. He's looking at her. She's looking up at him with this these little lips that are pierced, and she's going, "Ooh!" You mean puckered? Like pierced puckered purse pursed 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 that's it pursed. no she was, was not, not born with pierced, pierced lips <laughs> so her her lips were pursed and her eyes were huge and her eyebrows were up and then her dad's just like uh, 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 and so finally we hear where's the baby like poor oh. ashley is like squatting there after doing mm-hmm. all this work and her husband is like enjoying this moment of like eye eye contact they're falling in love and i'm just like tearing over the dad having this moment meanwhile ashley's done all the work and she's just like hello <laughs> <Where's> my reward <laughs> can i have my baby i'm like oh shit we need to give her pass the baby through <laughs> so then we like helped her up to the bed it was it was such a beautiful moment i will literally never forget it Aww. and that's and when then all, the shit hit that's the when the slowly. shit but it was a slow slow shit hitting it the fan it wasn't like a dramatic thing <laughs> no you think of where it's just like <laughs> no it was so chill like she had one of those i don't know how to explain it but you guys that a slow do birth. trickle yeah but it started out like there's just the ones s- that you say you wish you never get because in, it's scarier than it looks but in the moment you're like it's oh, not yeah. that bad we knew it we knew it was gonna be ridiculous but she had one of those separation gushes that weren't huge but it so it, separation gush is when naturally when the you when the placenta first starts to come away from the uterus you'll get a gush of blood and that's a good because sign. yeah because the middle of the placenta releases first and fills yep. with blood and then as the margins release that blood comes out so she mm-hmm. had one but there it just it happens in a way that i can't explain that when i see it i know something's about to something's happen. about to happen so i saw it and i was like you know Katie knew I don't even have to talk to Katie like she had everything ready we were ready for a hemorrhage and the placenta did come very shortly after but then she had the slowest trickle I've ever seen that wouldn't stop and it just it just went it just kept going and kept going and kept going and so she's fine she's laying back she's talking to her baby she's probably thinking leave me alone why do you keep touching me? Mm-hmm. Get Why off are you my massaging uterus? my yeah. uterus? Her blood pressure's fine. Everything her, was... Her vitals are fine. But her uterus, she, she looked fine. good. Her uterus, her, she just stopped contracting. There were no contractions after the birth because she when had been... When you have that forever long prodromal too, that can be mm-hmm. a risk. Well, right. So she had prodromal labor. She had a longer than expected pushing phase, which I forgot to tell you is because this baby, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, weighed almost a pound more than her last one. Huh. Which okay. also will cause these issues. Yeah. So she's laying there. She's, you know, eyeballing her baby and just, I won't let go of her uterus. Like if I let go of her uterus, she would bleed too much. Like actually nothing would come out and then I'd massage and it would gush. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, went right for, we may have given her a tincture. I think I may have given her some shepherd's purse first. And then I said, nope. So Pit. we did Pitocin. And then I kept rubbing and her uterus wouldn't stay hard. So then we did more Pitocin. So then we did an IV and we put Pit in the IV as is per our protocol. For some reason, I never thought to use the stronger herbs that we have. Yeah. I or wish the, I did. Or meds. Or I feel stronger like meds. We were just talking about that though. It's like so easy just relying on Pit because that's your go-to. But some people just don't respond yeah. to it. So she continues. It's 99% of the time it works. But then like there's these random moms where you need more and you just like, yeah. So to get there. Yeah. So she continued to trickle and we continued to change Chuck's pads and 
um, she lost a very healthy amount of body fluid and was fine. Absolutely fine. And that Literally was the weird just, part. That you, was the weird part because we did her vitals. Her blood pressure did go down. So at some point her bleeding did stop. Yes. Yes. So or we would have transferred. We'll yes. So at so, some point it did stop. Right. And you guys were surprised by the amount of blood after you looked at it all. Yes. But you were, it was weird because... Other women, if they had lost that amount of blood, would they have would have passed out. They passed would have out been. Yeah, they've. I've seen women get shocky with half that amount. You yeah. know, so so we just kept talking. To, are you feeling? Are you okay? Are you okay? Is everything good? Any ringing? Any ringing? Any ringing? And she's like, <laughs> No, I am totally fine. I'm like, Okay. So she is the badass that I was explaining before. So she wanted to get up to pee. I want to get up. I want to get up to pee. I want to get up. And I was like, I don't know. So at at some point, we did let her get up. I mean, ultimately, you have to know whether or not she can do it. Right. And she made it to she made it to the bathroom mm-hmm. and then not so much back. <laughs> yeah. She just looked at me and said, ringing. And we were like, oh, because <laughs> we kept saying ringing and he ringing, ringing, ringing. And, and she so, probably was like, what the hell are you talking about? And then she's like, oh, OK. Right. Oh, it. ringing. She just looked at me and said, <laughs> but ringing. Sometimes that happens to moms who haven't even lost too much right. blood. And on she didn't she didn't pass out. She did not pass out. She's such a badass. But. Um, definitely was feeling a little woozy. So we gave her more fluids. And um, honestly, we kept saying, like, if this is if this continues, we'll have to transfer. If this happens, we'll have to transfer. But she just remained stable. Like, she was so amazing. <clears throat> I loved how you were describing it the other day where you're like, she's like, can I go now? Can I just go now? Is Sorry, it time to go? Can I go home? home? Is it time to go? And I'm like, no. So then in the end, before she went home, we had already decided, like, obviously, and I let her know, if you can't walk on your own, you have to go to the hospital. Like, we can stay here with you if you want to stay. I'll, I'll, ha- I'll have a nap with you. I will not snuggle you, but I will sleep <laughs> in the other room. And then we'll all get up and we'll, you know, reassess. And she... Just hops right on out of that bed, walks to the bathroom, pees, walks back to the bed, put my pants on, I'm out. And she and went home. Walked, and down the and stairs. Down the stairs. Into the car. And then when I went to check on her, and Katie and I were just like... She's who I want to be when I grow up. I don't know how... She just is... I don't know. She is a freaking hawk Of force. Of a woman. So then I, when I went to see her postpartum, like 48 hours, not even 48 hours later, she's up walking around like, what are you doing? What are you doing right now? You're supposed to be... You're supposed to be totally resting, fine. sleeping. And he's like, well, I'm not trying to tell on her or anything, but she has not what she's doing. <laughs> so she's just standing at the kitchen table talking to me. And I was like, what are we doing? Go lay down and we'll, I'll do your postpartum in there. I'll lay both of you, but I won't snuggle you again. It's just and then so, she was like walking me to the door. Like nothing happened. It's just so interesting how blood loss can affect different mm-hmm. people differently. It's like, and that's the thing with birth. It's always so different. Mm-hmm. For everybody. So, but you know what? At Premiere, we had protocols, which we followed, and they worked, and she was healthy, and baby was great, and she was great, but that woman, that was just one of those moments where he was a badass, she was a badass, and that kid's going to probably have a really good... Good life. A good, good Good set of parents right there. That's what they have. I love that birth story of the week. That's That's the short short version. That's just his voice. They're like, wow, we went over, but that's beautiful and awesome because the story's worth it. No, there's a lot to cut out with the kids. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Um, So I just, as we, as we, after we shared the way COVID has affected us and our lives and birth, I know everyone else is going through a lot of stress when it comes to it as well. Um, I want to th- I want to thank you guys all for like dealing with us because this is our first podcast. Thanks as a for not stopping listening because I was lame and disappeared for a month, long time and I'm not like, helpful at all. 
Oh, I missed you guys talking over each other like that when no one's going to understand what the hell either one of you just said. See, that's, maybe it was a blessing I was gone. It's part of our relationship. So um, thank you. Thank you, town. Again, if you are yes. in that little town in Iowa, please, please send us an email send or us your story and how you heard about us. And in a picture. Who all you, you people are. And um, yeah, thanks for listening to us and keep sending us your birth stories and also keep um, letting us know what it is you would like to hear from us. Um, and other than that, all we have to say is keep doing well and dealing with <laughs> coronavirus the best way you can. And cheers. cheers. My chickens are out of control today.